0: Good morning, hope you having a good 4th of July weekend. Today is U.S. President number 43, George W. Bush, Part 1. George Walker Bush, born July 6, 1946, is an American politician and businessman <coughs> who served as the 43rd President of the United States from 2001 to 2009. A member of the Republican Party, he had previously served as the 46th governor of Texas from 1995 to 2000. Born into the Bush family, his father, George H. W. Bush, served as the 41st president of the United States from 1989 to 1993. Bush is the eldest son of Barbara George H. W. Bush and the second son to become the American president after his father. He flew warplanes in the Texas and the Alabama Air National Guard after graduating from Yale College in 1968 and Harvard Business School in 1975. He worked in the oil industry. Bush married Laura Welch in 1977 and uncensored ran for the U.S. House of Representatives shortly thereafter. He later co the Texas Rangers baseball team before defeating Ann Richards in the 1994 Texas gubernatorial election as governor. Well, as governor, Bush successfully sponsored legislation to up for tort reform, increase education funding, set higher standards for schools, and reformed the criminal justice system. Bush also helped make Texas a leading producer of wind-powered electricity in the United States. Bush was elected president of the United States in 2000 when he defeated Democratic incumbent Vice President Al Gore after a narrow and contested win that involved a Supreme Court decision to stop a recount in Florida. He became the fourth person to be elected president without a popular vote victory. Upon taking office, Bush put pushed through a $1.3 trillion tax cut program and the No Child Left Behind Act, a major education bill. He also pushed for socially conservative efforts such as a Partial Birth Abortion Ban Act and faith-based welfare initiatives in response to the September 11 terrorist attacks. Bush created the United States Department of Homeland Security and launched a war on terror that began with the war in Afghanistan in 2001. He also signed into law the Controversial Act. Patriarch- Patriot-, Patriot-, Patriot Act. In, author, in order to author, authorize surveillance of suspected terrorists. In 2003, Bush ordered the invasion of Iraq with the administration argued that the Saddam Hussein regime possessed an active weapons of mass destruction, WMD program, and that the Iraqi government posed a threat to the United States. Some administration officials falsely claimed that Hussein had an operational up, relationship with al-Qaeda and the per, per, perpetuators of the 9-11 attack. No stockpiles of WDs or an active WND program were ever found in Iraq. Bush also passed the Medicare Modernization Act, which created Medicare Part D and funding for the AIDS relief program known as PIPFAR. In the 2004 presidential race, Bush defeated Democratic Senator John Kerry. In a close re-election, during his second term, Bush reached multiple free trade agreements and seconded John G. Roberts and Samuel Alito to the Supreme Court. He sought major changes to Social Security and immigration laws, but both efforts failed. The wars in Afghanistan and Iraq continued, and in 2007 he launched a surge of troops in Iraq. Bush received criticism from across the political spectrum for his handling of Hurricane Katrina and the dismissal of U.S. attorneys. Controversy amid this criticism, the Democratic Party regained control in Congress in 2006 elections. In December 2007, the United States entered its longest post-war recession, often referred to as the Great Recession, prompting the Bush administration to obtain congressional approval for multiple economic programs intended to preserve the country's financial system including the troubled asset relief program tarp but to buy toxic assets from financial institutions which was among the most popular as well as unpopular US presidents in history he received the highest he received the highest recorded approval ratings in the wake of the 9/11 attacks, but one of the lowest such ratings during the 2008 financial crisis bush finished his second term in office in 2009 and returned to texas in 2010, he published his memoir, Decision Points. His presidential library opened in 2013. His presidency has been rated as below average in historical rankings of U.S. presidents, although his public favorability rates have improved since leaving office. Early Life and Career George Walker Bush was born on July 6, 1946, at Grace New Haven Hospital, now Yale New Haven Hospital, in New Haven, Connecticut. While his father was a student at Yale, he was, a, he was the first child of George Herbert Walker Bush and Barbara Pierce, he was raised in Midland in Houston, Texas, with four siblings, Jeb, Neil, Marvin, and Dorothy. Another youngest, Robin, died from leukemia at the age of three in 1953. His grandfather, Prescott Bush, was a U.S. Senator from Connecticut. His father was Ronald Reagan's vice president from 1981 to 1989 and the 41st president from 1989 to 1993. Bush has English and some German ancestry along with more, dis- more distant Dutch, Welsh, Irish, French, and Scottish roots. Education. Bush attended public schools in Midland, Texas until the family moved to Houston after he completed 7th grade. He then spent two years at the Kincaid School, a prep school in Piney Point Village, Texas, in the Houston area. Bush attended high school at Phillips Academy, a boarding school in Andover, Massachusetts, where he played baseball and was the head cheerleader during his senior year. He attended Yale University in from nineteen sixty four to nineteen sixty eight, graduating with a Bachelor of Arts degree in history. During this time he was a cheerleader and a member of the Delta Kappa Epsilon, serving as the president of the fraternity during his senior year. Bush became a member of the School of Bone Society as a senior. Bush was a rugby union player and was on the Yale's first fifteen. He characterized himself as an average student. His GPA during his first three years at Yale was thirty seven and he was a similar and he had a similar average under non numeric rating system in his final year. After his application to the University of Texas Law School of Law was rejected, Bush entered Harvard Business School in the fall of 1973. He graduated in 1975 with an MBA degree. He is the only U.S. president to have earned an MBA. Family and personal life, Bush was engaged to Catherine Lee Wolfman Wolfman. Wolfman in 1967, but the engagement did not last. Bush and Wolfman remained on good terms after the end of the relationship. While Bush was at a backyard barbecue night, said seven friends introduced him to Laura Welch as a school teacher and librarian. After three months' courtship, she accepted his marriage proposal, and they wed on November 5th of that year. The couple settled in Midland, Texas. Bush left his family Episcopal Church to join his wife in the United Methodist Church on November 25th, 1981. Laura gave. Laura Bush gave birth to fraternal twin daughters, Barbara and Jenna. Alcohol Abuse Prior to getting married, Bush struggled with multiple episodes of alcohol abuse. In one instance, on September 4, 1976, he was pulled over near his family's summer home and came Buckport named for driving under the influence of alcohol. He was cited for a DUI fine out of his death equivalent to six seventy four dollars in 2019 and got his main driver's life briefly suspended. Bush says wife has had a stabilized effect on his life, and he attributes her influence to his 1980 decision to give up alcohol. While governor of Texas, Bush said of his wife, "I saw an elegant, beautiful woman who turned not only to who, to who turned out not only to be elegant and beautiful, but very smart and willing to put up with my rough edges, and I must confess that has smoothed them off over time." Hobbies. Bush has been an avid reader throughout his adult life, preferring biographies and histories. He read 14 Lincoln biographies and during the last few years of his presidency read 186 books. During his presidency, Bush had read the Bible daily, though at the end of his second term he said tel- he said on television that he is not illiterate about Bible interpretation. Walt Harrington Jones recalled seeing books by John Fowles, F. Scott Fitzgerald, James Joyce, and Gore Vidal lying about. As well as biographies of Willow Cather and Queen Victoria in his home when Bush was a Texas oilman. Other activities include cigar smoking and golf. After leaving the White House, Bush took up oil painting. Military career In May 1968, Bush was commissioned into the Texas Air National Guard. After two years of training in active duty service, he was assigned to Houston flying Convair F 102s with the 147th. Reconnaissance wing out of the Ellington Field Joint Reserve Base. Critics, critics including former Democratic National Committee chairman Terry McAuliffe have alleged that Bush was favored treated due to his father's political standing as a member of the White House of the Repre- of member of the House of Representatives, citing his selection as a pilot despite his low pilot aptitude test scores and his irregular attendance. In June two thousand five, the United States Department of Defense released all the records of Bush's Texas Air National Guard service, which remain in its official archives. In late 1972 and early 1973, he drilled with the 187th Fighter Wing of Alabama Air National Guard. He had moved to Montgomery, Albion, to work on the unsuccessful U.S. Senate campaign of Republican Winton in Blount in 1972. Bush was suspended from flying for phone to take a scheduled physical exam. He was honorably discharged the Air Force Reserve on November twenty first, 1974. Business career. In 1977, Bush established Airbusto Energy, a small oil exploration company, although it did not begin operations until the following year. He later changed the name to Bush Exploration in 1984. His company merged with the larger Spectrum 7 and Bush became chairman. The company was hurt by decreased oil prices and it folded into HKN Inc with Bush becoming a member of HKN's Board of Directors. Questions of possible insider trading involving HKN arose but the Securities and Exchange Commission. SEC investigation concluded that the information Bush had at the time of his stock sale was not sufficient to constitute insider trading. In April 1989, Bush arranged for a group of investors to purchase a controlling interest in the Texas Rangers baseball franchise for $89 million, invested $500,000 himself to start. <coughs> he then served as managing general partner for five years. He actively led the team's projects and regularly attended games, often choosing to sit in open stands with fans, which his sale his shares and the Rangers in 1998 bought him over. $15 million from his initial $800,000 investment. Early Political Involvement in 1978, Bush ran for the House of Representatives from Texas' 19th Congressional District. The, reti- the retired member, George H. Mann, had held the district for the Democratic president since 1935. Bush's opponent, Kent Hance, portrayed him as out of touch with rural Texas, and Bush lost the election with 46.8% of the vote to Hans's 53.2%. Bush's family moved to Washington, D.C. in 1988 to work on his father's campaign. For the U.S. presidency, he served as a campaign advisor and liaison to the media and assisted his father by campaigning across the country. In December 1991, Bush was one of seven people named by his father to run his father's 1992 presidential re-election campaign as a campaign advisor. This, the previous month, his father asked him to tell White House Chief of Staff John H. Senuna to resign. Governor of Texas Bush 1995 to 2000. Bush declared his candidate for the 1994 Texas the gubernatorial election. At the same time his brother Jeb sought the governorship of Florida, his campaign focused on four themes welfare reform, tort reform, crime reduction, and campaign and education improvement. Bush's campaign advisors were Karen Hughes, Joe Alba, and Carl Rove. After easily After easily winning the Republican primary, Bush faced puppet Democratic incumbent Governor Ann Richards. In the course of the campaign, Bush pledged to sign a bill allowing Texas to obtain permits to carry concealed weapons. Richards had vetoed the bill, but Bush signed it into law after he became governor. According to the Atlantic Monthly, the race featured a rumor that she was a lesbian, along with a rare instance of such attack as making it into the public record when a regional chairman of the Bush campaign allowed himself, perhaps inadvertently, to be quoted. Criticized Richards for appointing of, bound homosexual access to state jobs, the Atlantic and others connected the lesbian rumor to Karl Rove, but Rove denied being involved. Bush won the general election with 53.5% against Richards, 45.9%. Results of the 1994 gubernatorial election in Texas. Bush used a budget surplus to push through Texas' largest tax debt, $2 billion. He extended government funding for organizations providing education the dangers of alcohol and drug use and abuse and helping to reduce domestic violence. Critics contended that during his tenure, Texas ranked near the bottom in environmental evaluations. Supporters pointed to his efforts to raise the salaries of teachers and improve educational test scores. In nineteen ninety nine, Bush signed a law re- that required electric retailers to buy a certain amount of energy from renewable resource sources, RPS, which helped if Texas eventually become the leading producer of wind powered electricity in the U. S. In nineteen ninety eight, Bush won re-election with a second with a record 69 percent of the vote. He became the first governor of in Texas history to be elected in, to two consecutive four-year terms. His second ter- term. Bush promoted faith-based organizations and enjoyed, his approval, enjoyed high approval ratings. He proclaimed June 10, 2000, to be Jesus Day in Texas, a day in which he urged all Texans to answer the call to serve those in need. Throughout Bush's first term, he was a fo- he was the focus of national attention as a potential future pre- presidential candidate. Following his re-election, speculation soared, and within a year, he decided to seek the 2000 Republican presidential nomination. President. Presidential campaigns. 2000 presidential candidacy, primary incumbent Democratic president. Bill Cummings was in his second and final term, and the field for nomination in both parties was wide open. Bush was the governor of Texas in June 1999 when he announced his candidacy for presidency. For president, joining John McCain, Alan Keyes, Steve Forbes, Gary Bauer, Orrin Hatch, Elizabeth Dole, Dan Quayle, Pat Buchanan, Lamar Alexander, John Keage and Bob Smith, <coughs> Bush portrayed himself as a passionate conservative implying he was more centrist than other Republicans. He campaigned on a platform that included bringing integrity and honor back to the White House, increasing the size of the military, cutting taxes, improving education, and aid in minorities and aiding minorities by early two thousand, the race was centered on Bush and McCain. Bush won the Iowa caucus, and although he was heavily favored to win the New Hampshire primary, he trailed McCain by 19% and lost that primary. Despite this, Bush became momentum, but effectively became the front runner after the South Carolina primary, which, according to the Boston Globe, <coughs> made history for his campaign's negativity. The New York Times described it as a smear campaign. General election, two thousand uh, electoral vote results. On july twenty fifth, two thousand, Bush surprised some of those when he selected Dick Cheney, a former White House Chief of Staff Congressman and Secretary of Defense to be his running mate. At the time, Cheney was serving as head of Bush's vice presidential search committees. Soon after the two thousand Republican National Convention, Bush and Cheney were officially nominated by the Republican Party. Bush continued to campaign across the country and touted His record as governor of Texas during his campaign, Bush criticizes his Democratic opponent, (coughs) incumbent Vice President Al Gore over gun control and taxation. When the election returns were tallied on November 7th, Bush had won 29 states, including Florida. The closest of the Florida outcome led to a recap. The initial win also went on to Bush, but the outcome was tied up in lower coats for a month until eventually reaching the U.S. Supreme Court. On December 9th, in the controversial Bush v. Gore ruling, the court reversed for a Florida Supreme Court decision that had ordered a third count and stopped an ordered statewide hand recount based on the argument that, used that the use of different standards among Florida's counties violated the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment. The machine recount showed that Bush had won the Florida vote by a margin of 537 votes out of 6 million casts. Although he had received 5, 543,895 fewer <coughs> individual nationwide votes than Gore, Bush won the election, receiving 270 electoral votes to Gore's 266. Gore had actually been awarded a total of 267 votes by the states pledged to him, plus the District of Columbia, plus but one D.C. elector Epstein. Bush won the first person to win. Bush was the first person to win an American presidential election or with fewer fewer public votes than another candidate since Benjamin Harrison in 1888. 2004 presidential candidacy, 2004 electoral vote results. In his 2004 bid for re-election, Bush commanded broad support in the Republican Party and did not encounter a primary challenge. He appointed Ken Millman as campaign manager, and Karl Rove devised a political strategy. Bush and the Republican, Republican platform emphasized a strong commitment to the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan, support for the U.S. Patriot Act, a renewed ship in policy for constitutional amendment banning abortion and same-sex marriage, reforming Social Security to create private investment accounts, creating an ownership society and opposing mandatory carbon emissions controls. Bush also called for the implementation of guest worker program for immigrants, which was criticized by conservatives. The Bush campaign advertised across the U.S. against Democratic candidates, including Bush's emerging opponent, Massachusetts Senator John Kerry. Kerry and other Democrats attacked Bush on the Iraq war and accused him of failing to stimulate the economy and job growth. Bush campaign. The Bush campaign portrayed Kerry as a staunch liberal who would raise taxes and increase the size of government. The Bush campaign could to criticize Kerry's seemingly contradictory statements on the war in Iraq and argued that Kerry lacked the decisiveness and division necessary for success in a war on terror. Following the resignation of CIA Director George Tenet in 2004, Bush nominated Porter Goss to head the agency. The White House ordered Goss to purge agency officers where... Who were disloyal to the administration after Goss's appointment, many of the CIA's senior agents were fired, for, or fired or quit. The CIA has been accused of deliberately, seeking, deliberately leaking classified information to undermine the two thousand four election. In the election, Bush carried thirty one of, 50, 31 of fifty states, received a total of 206 electoral votes. He won an absolute, major- absolute majority of the popular vote, 50.7% to his opponents, 48.3%, Bush's father, George H. W. Bush, was the previous president who won an absolute majority of the popular vote. He accomplished that feat in the, in the 1980 election, and this is the first time since Hoover-Herbert's election in 1928 that a, pr- a Republican president elected alongside re-elected Republican majorities in both Houses of Congress. Presidency 2001-2009 Bush had originally outlined an, an ambitious domestic agenda, but his priorities were significantly Altered following the September 11, the tax wars were engaged in Afghanistan and Iraq, and there were significant domestic debates regarding immigration, health care, social security, economic policy, and treatment of terrorist detainees. Over an eight-year period, Bush's once-high approval rate was steadily declined, while his disapproval numbers increased significantly. In 2007, the United States entered the longest post-World War II recession. Domestic policy, economic policy. Bush took office during a period of economic recession in the wake of the bursting of the dot 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 com bubble. The terrorist attacks also impacted the economy. His administration increased federal government spending from one point seven hundred eighty nine trillion to 2.988 trillion dollars, sixty percent while revenues increased from two point zero point 2.025 trillion to 2.524 trillion from 2000 to 2008, and individual income tax revenues increased by 40 percent. Corporate tax revenues by 50 percent, and customs and duties by 40 percent. Discretionary defense spending was increased by 107 percent. Discretionary domestic spending by 62 percent. Medicare spending by 131 percent. Social security by 51 percent, and income security spending by 130 percent. Psychically adjusted revenues rose by thirty five percent and spending by sixty five percent. The de- the increase in spending was more than under any precedent since Lyndon B Johnson. The number of economic re- regulation government governmental workers increased by ninety one thousand one hundred ninety six. The surplus of fiscal year two thousand was two hundred thirty seven billion dollars, the third consecutive surplus and the largest surplus ever. In two thousand one, Bush's budget estimates that were that. There would be a 5.6 trillion dollar surplus over the next 10 years, facing congressional opposition. Bush held town hall style meetings across the U.S. in order to increase public support for his plan for a 1.35 trillion tax cut program, one of the largest tax cuts in U.S. history. Bush argued that unspent government funds should be returned to taxpayers, saying the surplus is not the government's money; the surplus is the people's money. Federal Reserve Chairman Alan Griswold warned of a, of a recession, and Bush stated that a tax cut would stimulate the economy and create jobs. Treasury Sir, Secretary Paul O'Neill opposed some of the tax cuts on the basis that they would contribute to budget deficits and undermine Social Security. O'Neill's disputing the claim made in Bush's book decision points that he never openly agreed with him, disagreed with him on planned tax cuts. By 2003, the economy showed signs of improvement, though job growth remained stagnant, another tax cut was passed that year. Another tax cut was passed that year. Between 2001 and 2008, GDP grew to, at an average annual rate of 2.125 percent, less than for past business cycles. Bush entered office with the Dow Jones Industrial Average at ten thousand five hundred and eighty seven and the average peaked in October 2007 at over 14,000. When Bush left office, he averages at 7,749, one of the lowest levels of his presidency. Only four other U.S. presidents have left office with the stock market lower than when they began. Unemployment rigid rose from 4.2% in January 2001 to 6.3% in June 2003, but subsequently dropped to 4.5%. In July of 2007. Adjusted for inflation, median household income dropped by 1,175 between 2000 and 2007. While Professor Ken Holma Ken Homa of Georgetown University has noted that median real after tax household income went up 2%. The poverty rate increased from 11.3% in 2000 to 12.3% in 2006, after peaking at 12.7% in 2004. By October 2008, due to increases in spending, the national debt had risen to $11.3 trillion, an increase of over 100% from 2000 when the debt was only $5.6 trillion. Most debt was accumulated as a result of what became known as the Bush tax cuts and increased national security spending. In March 2006, then-Senator Barack Obama said when he voted against raising the debt ceiling, the fact that we are here today to debate raising America's debt limit is a sign of leadership failure by the end of Bush and President unemployment climbed to t- Climbed to 7.2 percent. In December 2007, the United States entered the longest post-World War II recession caused by a housing market correction uh, sub- subprime. Mortgage prices slowing oil prices and a declining dollar value. In February 2008, 60,000 jobs were lost, a five-year record, and in November over 500,000 jobs were lost, which marked the largest loss of jobs in the United States in 34 years. The Bureau of Labor Statistics reported that the last that in the last four months of 2008, 1.9 million jobs were lost. By the end of 2008, the U.S. had lost a total of 2.6 million jobs. To aid the situation, Bush signed a $107 billion economic stimulus package, which was intended to improve the economic position by sending tax rebate checks to, Ameri- to many Americans and provide tax breaks for struggling businesses. The Bush administration pushed for the increased regulation of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac in 2003, and after two years the regulations passed the House but died in the Senate. Many Republican senators, as well as influential members of the Bush administration, feared that the agency created by these regulators would merely be mimicking the privacy of the risky practices. In September 2008, the crisis became much more serious, beginning with the government takeover of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, followed by the collapse of the Lehman Brothers and the federal bailout of American International Group for $85 billion. Many econo- many economists econ- many economists and world governments determined that the situation had become the world's financial crisis since the Great Depression. Additional regulation over the housing market would have been beneficial according to the former Federal Reserve Chairman Alan Greenspan. Bush, meanwhile, proposed a financial rescue plan to buy back a large portion of the U.S. mortgage market. Vince Reinhart, a former Federal Reserve econ- Economists now at the American Enterprise Institute said it would have helped for the Bush administration to empower the folks at Treasury and the Federal Reserve and the comptroller and the courtesy of the FTRC to look at the issues more closely, in addition, that it would have helped for Congress to have held hearings. Education and Public Health Bush undertook a number of educational agendas, such as increasing the funding for the National Science Foundation and the National Institutes of Health in his first years of office and creating education progress is strengthen the grounding in science and mathematics for American high school students. Funding for the NIH was cut in 2006, the first such cut in 36 years due to rising inflation. One of the administrative early major initiatives was the No Child Left Behind Act, which aimed to major and close the gap between rich and poor student performance, provide options to parents with students in low-performance schools, and target more federal funding to low-income schools. This landmark education initiative passed with bipartisan support, including that of Senator Ted Kennedy of Massachusetts. It was signed a law by Bush in early 2002. Many contend that the initiative has been successful, as cited by the fact that students in the U.S. have performed significantly better in state and reading methods since Bush signed No Child Left Behind into law. Critics argued that it is underfunded and that NCLBA's focus on high stakes testing and quantitative outcomes is counterproductive. In 2005, he announced a national security for pandemic influenza to prepare the United States for a flu pandemic, which culminated in an implementation plan published by the Homeland Security Council in 2006. After being (coughs) re-elected, first signed into law a Medicare drug benefit program that, according to Jen Crawford, resulted in the greatest expansion in America's welfare state in 40 years. The bill's cost approached $7 trillion in 2007. Bush opposed and vetoed state's children's health insurance program, SCHIP, which was, a war, was, was added by the Democrats onto a war funding bill and passed by Congress. The SHIP legislation would have significantly expanded federally funded health care programs and plans to children of some low-income families from about 6 million to 10 million children. It was. Funded by an increase in the cigarette tax, Bush viewed the legislation as a move towards socialized health care and asserted that the program could benefit families making as much as 83000 per year who did not need the help. On May twenty-first, two 2008, Bush signed into law the Gen- Genetic Information non Act, GINA, or G-I-N-A, the bill aimed to protect Americans against health insurance and employment discrimination based on a Versus genetic information, the issue had been debated for 13 years before it finally became law. The measure is designed to protect citizens without hindering genetic research. Social Services and Social Social Security Following Republican efforts to pass the Medicare Act of 2003, Bush signed a bill which included four major changes to the Medicare program by providing beneficiaries with some assistance in paying for a of drugs while relying on private insurance for the delivery of benefits. The Retired Persons Lobby Group, AARP, worked in the, with the Bush administration on the program and gave their endorsement. Bush said the law, estimated to cost $400 million over the first 10 years, would give the elderly better choices and more control over their health care. Bush began a second term by outlining a major initiative to reform Social Security Bush has faced a record deficit for a beginning in two thousand five, Bush made it the centerpiece of his domestic agenda, despite opposition from some in the U.S. Congress. In two thousand five, State of the Union address, Bush. In his two thousand five State of the Union address, Bush discussed the potential impending bankruptcy of the program and outlined his new program, which included partial privatization assistance, personal social security accounts and adoptions. Americans to divert a portion of their Social Security tax (FICA) into secured investments, Democrats opposed the proposal to partially privatize the system. Bush embarked on a six-day national tour campaigning for his initiative in media events known as "conversations on Social Security" in an attempt to gain public support. Nevertheless, public support for the proposal declined, and the House Republican did not decided not to put Social Security reform on the priority list for the remainder of the 2005 legislative agenda. The proposal's legislative prospects were further diminished by autumn 2005 due to political fallout from the response to Hurricane Katrina after the Democrats gained control of both houses of Congress in the 2006 midterm elections. There was no process of further congressional action on the Bush proposal for the remainder of his term in office environmental policies. Upon taking office in 2001, Bush stated his opposition to the Kyoto Protocol and Amendment to the United Nations Framework Convention on climate change, which seeks to impose mandatory targets for reducing greenhouse gas emissions, citing that the treaty exempted 80% of the world's population and would have cost tens of billions of dollars per year. He also cited that the Senate had voted ninety-five to 0 in 1997 on a resolution expressing its disapproval of the the protocol. In May 2001, Bush signed an executive order to create an interagency task force to streamline energy projects and later signed two other executive orders into, to tackle environmental issues. In 2002, Bush announced the Clear Skies Act of 2008, which aimed at AIM amending the Clean Air Act to reduce air pollution through the use of emissions trading programs. Many experts argued that this legislation would have weakened the original legislative by allowing higher emission rates of pollutants that were previously illegal. The initiative was introduced to Congress, but failed to make it out of committee. Later in 2006, Bush declared the Northwestern Hawaiian Islands a national monument, creating the largest marine reserve to date, the Papahamokawaki, sorry for the mispronunciation, Marine National Monument, comprises four million f- comprised of 4 million acres, 340,000 kilometers squared, and is home to 7,000 species of fish, birds, and other marine animals, many of which are supposed to only those islands. The move was hailed by conservatives for its foresight and leadership in protecting this incredible area. Bush has... Said he believes that global warming is real and has noted that it is a serious problem, but he asserted there is a debate over whether it is man-made or naturally caused. The Bush administration's stance on global warming remained controversial. In the science and environmental communities, critics have alleged that the administration misinformed the public and did not do enough to reduce carbon emissions and deter global warming. Energy Policies in his 2000 State of the Union address, Bush declared America is addicted to oil and announced his advanced energy initiative to increase energy development research. In his 2000 State of the Union address, Bush renewed his pledge to work toward diminishing reliance on foreign oil by reducing fossil fuel consumption and increasing alternative fuel production. And with high gasoline prices in 2008, Bush lifted a ban on offshore drilling. However, the move was largely symbolic because there was still a federal law banning offshore drilling. Bush said this means that the only thing standing between the American people and the Advanced Oil Resources Action from the U.S. Congress. Bush had said in June 2008, in the long run, the solution is to reduce demand for oil by promoting alternative energy technologies. My administration has worked with Congress to invest in gas-saving technologies like advanced batteries and hydrogen fuel cells. In the short run, the American economy will continue to rely largely on oil, and that means we need to increase supply especially here at home, so my administration has repeatedly called on Congress to expand domestic oil production. In its 2008 State of the Union address, Bush announced that the U.S. would commit $2 billion over the next three years to a new international fund to promote clean energy technology and fight climate change, saying, although with countries from other countries, this fund will increase and accelerate the deployment of all forms of cleaner, more efficient technologies into other nations like India and China and help Leverage substantial private sector capital by making clean energy products more financially attractive, he also announced plans to reaffirm the United States commitment to work with major co- economies and through the u n to complete an international agreement that will slow stop and eventually reverse the growth of greenhouse gases. He states this agreement will be effective only if it includes commitments by every major economy and gives a, gives a none and gives none a free ride. Stem cell research on first veto. Federal funding for medical research involving the creation and destruction of human embryos through the Department of Health and Human Services and the National Institute of Health has been forbidden by law since the passage of the Dickey-Wicker Amendment in 1995. Bush has said he supports adult stem cell research and has supported federal legislation that finances adult, cell, adult stem cell research. However, Bush does not support embryonic stem cell research on August 9, 2000, Bush signed an executive order lifting the ban on federal funding for the 71 existing lines of stem cells, but the ability of these existing lines to provide adequate medium for testing has been questioned. Testing can be done on only 12 of the original lines, and all approval lines have been cultural, cultured in contact with mouse cells, which creates safety issues that complicate, complicate development and approval of the therapies. A group of therapies from these lines. On July 19, 2006, Bush used his veto power for the first time as president to veto the Stem Cell Research Enhancement Act. The bill would have repealed the Dickey-Wicker Amendment, thereby permitting federal money to be used for research where stem cells are derived from destruction of, of an embryo. Immigration: Nearly 8 million emig- 8 million immigrants came to the United States from 2000 to 2005, more than any other five-year period in the nation's history. Almost half ended illegally in 2006, Bush urged Congress to allow more than 12 million illegal immigrants to work in the United States with the creation of a temporary guest worker program. Bush also urged Congress to provide additional funds for border scrutiny and committed to deploying 6,000 National Guard troops to the Mexico-United States border. From May to June 2007, Bush strongly supported the Comprehensive Immigration Reform Act of 2007, which was written by a bipartisan group of senators with the active Participant of the Bush administration, the Bill of Vision of Legalization Program for Illegal Immigrants with an eventual path to citizenship, reception exception a guest worker program, as as a series of board and work site enforcement measures of reform of the green card application process and, their imp- and the introduction of a point-based merit system for green cards elimination of chain migration and of the diversity of immigrant visa and other measures, Bush argued that the lack of legal status denies the protections of U.S. laws to millions of people who face dangers of poverty and exploitation and penalized employers despite a demand for immigrant labor, which contended that the proposed bill did not amount to amnesty. A heated debate public followed, which resulted in a substantial lift within the public part, Republican Party. Most conservatives opposed it because of its legalization of amnesty provisions. The bill was eventually defeated in the Senate on July 28, 2007, when a cloture motion fell on the 46-53 vote. Bush expressed disappointment upon the defeat of one of his signature domestic initiatives. The Bush administration later proposed a series of immigration enforcement measures that do not require a change in law. On September, two- on September 19, 2010, former Israeli Prime Minister Ehud Olmert said that Bush offered to accept of Palestinian refugees as American citizens if if a permanent settlement had been reached between Israel and the Palestinian Authority. Hurricane Katrina Hurricane Katrina struck early in Bush's second term and was one of the most damaging natural disasters in U.S. history. Katrina formed in late August during the 2000 Atlantic hurricane season and devastated much of the north central Gulf Coast of the United States, particularly New Orleans. Bush declared a state of emergency in Louisiana August twenty seventh and in the Mississippi. In Alabama the following day, he authorized the Department of Homeland Security, DHS, and Federal Emergency Management, FEMA, to manage the disaster, but his announcement failed to spur these agencies, agencies to action. The eye of the hurricane made landfall on August 29th, and New Orleans began to flood during, due to levee breaches. Later that day, Bush declared a major disaster in Louisiana, officially authorizing FEMA to start using federal funds to assist in the recovery effort. On August 30th, DHS Secretary Michael Chertoff declared an incident of national assistance that triggered the first use of the newly created National Response Plan three days later on September 2nd. National Guard troops first entered the city of New Orleans the same day. Bush toured parts of Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama declared that the success of their recovery effort up to the point was not enough. As the disaster in New Orleans tens- intensified the critics that Bush was misinterpreting his administration's role in what they saw as a flawed response, the attack, Bush for having appointed apparently incompetent leaders to positions of power at FEMA, notably Michael D. Brown. It was also argued that the federal response was limited as a result of the Iraq War, and Bush himself did not act upon warnings of floods. Bush responded to mounting criticism by excessive force policy for the federal government's failures in his handling of the emergency. It has been argued that with Katrina, Bush passed a political tipping point from which he would not recover. Midterm dismissals of U.S. attorneys. During Bush's second term, a controversy arose over the Justice Department's mid-term dismissal of seven United States attorneys. The White House maintained that U.S. attorneys were fired for a poor performance. Attorney General Alberto Gonzalez later resigned over the issue, along with other senior members of the Justice Department. The House Judiciary Committee issued subpoenas for advisors Harriet Mears and Josh Bolton to testify. Regarding this matter, but Bush directed Mears and Bolton to not comply with those subpoenas invoking his right of executive privilege, Bush maintained that all of his advisors were protected under a prior executive privilege protection to receive candid advice. The Justice Department determined that the president's order was legal. Although Congressional invades to focus on whether the Justice Department and the White House were using the U.S. Attorney's budget for political advantage. No official findings have been released. On March 10, 2008, the Congressional the Congress filed a federal lawsuit to enforce or issued subpoenas. On July 31, 2008, United States District Court Judge ruled that Bush's top advisors were not immune from congressional subpoenas. In all, 12 Justice Department officials resigned rather than testify under oath before Congress. They included Attorney General Alberto Gonzales and his chief staff, Kyle Sampson, Gonzalez liaison to the White House, Monica Gooding, aide to the President, Kyle Rove, and his senior aide, Sarah Taylor. In addition, legal counsel to the President, Harry Mears, and Deputy Chief of Staff to the President, Joshua Bolton, were both found in contempt of Congress. In 2010, the Justice Department investigator concluded that though no political concerns did play a part in as many as four of the attorney fires, the fires were inappropriate political but not critical, criminal. According to the prosecutors, there was insufficient evidence to pursue prosecution for any criminal offense. Foreign Policy During his presidential campaign, Bush's foreign policy platform included support for stronger economic and political relationship with Latin America, especially Mexico, and reduction to, of involvement in nation, nation building, and another small, small-scale military engagements. The administration pursued national missile defense, Bush was an advocate of China's entry into the World Trade Organization. After September 11 attacks on New York, Bush launched a war on terror in which the United States military and a small international coalition invaded Afghanistan. In his 2002 State of the Union address, Bush referred to an axis of evil consisting of Iraq, Iran, and North Korea. In 2003, Bush then launched the invasion of Iraq, searching for Weapons of mass destruction, which he described as being part of the war on terrorism. Those invasions led to the toppling of the Taliban regime in Afghanistan and the removal of Saddam Hussein from power in Iraq. Bush began a second term with an emphasis on improving strained relations with European nations. He appointed longtime advisor Karen Hughes to oversee a global public relations campaign. Bush Bush lauded the pro-democracy struggles in Georgia and Ukraine. In March 2000, Bush reversed decades of U.S. policy when he visited the, public, the Republic of India in a trip focused particularly on areas of nuclear energy, counterterrorism, cooperations, and discussions that would eventually lead to the India-United States Civil Nuclear Agreement. This was in stark contrast to the stance taken by his President Bill Clinton, who approached, whose approach and response to India at the 1990, 1998 nuclear test has been Characterized as sanctions and hectoring. Midway through Bush's secretary, questions arose whether Bush was treaty, retreating from his freedom and democracy agenda, which was highlighted in policy changes toward some oil rich former Soviet republics in Central Asia. In an address before both houses of Congress on September twentieth, two 2001, Bush thanked the nations of the world. <coughs> for the support following the September 11th attacks. He's been ranked the U.K. Prime Minister Tony Blair for traveling to Washington to show unity and purpose with America and said America has no truer friend than Great Britain. September 11 attacks. The September 11th terrorist attacks were a major turning point in British President. That evening he addressed the nation from the Oval Office promising a, stronger, a strong response to the attacks. He also emphasized the need for a nation... To come together and comfort the families of the victims. Three days after the attacks, Bush visited Ground Zero and met with Mayor Rudy Juliana, firefighters, police officers, and volunteers. To much applause, Bush addressed the gathering via a megaphone while standing in a heap of rubble. I can hear you, the rest of the world hears you, and the people who knocked these buildings down will hear all of us soon. In a September 20th speech, Bush condemned Os- Osama bin Laden and his organization al-Qaeda and issued ultimatum Ocean ultimated to the Taliban regime in Afghanistan, where Bush bin Laden was operating to hand over the terrorists or share in their fate. War on Terrorism After September 11, Bush announced a global war on terror. The Afghan Taliban regime was not forthcoming with Osama bin Laden, so Bush ordered the invasion of Afghanistan to overthrow the Taliban regime. On In his January two thousand, State of the Union address, he asserted that an axis of evil Consisting of North Korea, Iran, and Iraq, was arming to threaten the peace of the world and posed a grave and growing danger. The Bush administration asserted both the right and the intention to wage preemptive war or preventive war. This became the basis for the Bush Doctrine, which weakened the unprecedented levels of international and domestic support for the United States, which followed the September 11th attacks. The set and the criticism for Bush's leadership on in the war on terror, increased as the war in Iraq continued in 2006, a National Intelligence Estimate concluded that the Iraq war had become the cause to celebrate for jihadist Afghanistan invasion. On October 7, 2001, U.S. and British forces initiated bombing campaigns that led to the arrival of Northern Alliance troops in Kabul, and on November 13th, the main goals of the war were. Def- were to defeat the Taliban, drive al-Qaeda out of Afghanistan, and capture key al-Qaeda leaders. In 2000, in December 2001, the Pentagon reported that the Taliban had been defeated, but cautioned that the war would go on to continue weakening Taliban and al-Qaeda leaders. Later that month, the UN installed stalled the Afghan Transitional Administration, chaired by Hamad Karzai. Efforts to kill or capture al-Qaeda leader Osama Bin Laden failed as he escaped a battle in December 2001 in the mountainous region of Tora Bora, which the Bush administration later acknowledged to have relative failure to command enough U.S. ground troops. It was not until May 2011, two years after Bush left office, that Bin Laden was killed by U.S. forces under the Osama- Obama administration. Bin Laden's successor, Alman al Zawahiri, remains at large. Despite the initial success in driving the Taliban from power in Kabul, by early 2003, the Taliban was grouping, amassing new funds, and recruits. The 2005 failure of Operation Red Wings showed that the Taliban had returned. In 2006, the Taliban resurgency appeared larger, fiercer, and better organized than expected with large-scale Allied offensives such as Operation Mountain Thrust, attaining limited success as a result of Bush. As a result, Bush commissioned 2005 and additional troops in the country in March 2007. Thank you for listening to this Episode of U.S. President number 30, 43, George W. Bush. Stay tuned next week for part two. Have a good week. Thank you for listening and have a happy 4th of July.